Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. You got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio each and every Monday around this time. It is one of our favorite times of the week because happy hour waits for no man or no woman. You play to win the game. The doors are open. Don't press in. It's happy hour with Herm. The best part about having Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, in studio, it's always good, number one. Number two, we always find out something about Herm Edwards mm. that we didn't know. Now, Herm Edwards was a major basketball fan. Oh, boy. If you remember the Anthony Davis family, he's public enemy number one, but that's for another story for another day. Yes, <laughs> we didn't realize that mm. when you played the Philadelphia Eagles back then in that city, which is a basketball city, Big Five City. Oh, my goodness. You played ball with those guys oh, man, back yeah. then. Mo Cheeks is my neighbor. Really? Yeah, I knew all them boys, man. We were tight. Julius, all those guys. Those guys were amazing, man. They, they were that – was, that was an all-star team. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go back and look at the 70, uh, 77 Sixers through the 80 Sixers, the teams they had. Absolutely. They were unbelievable, man. They, they were really wow. – and then toward the, end of, toward the end of my career there, they got Charles. They got Barkley in there. Mm-hmm. you know. But them dudes, were some, they were fun to watch now. Wow. I mean, because Sam Pierce, Harry, one of our guys behind the scenes, we mentioned Andrew Toney. Mm-hmm. And between Herm – me, mm-hmm. Harry, and Shannon Penn, our producer. Sam looked at us like, are you guys going to be okay with Andrew Tony? Oh, the Boston <laughs> Strangler. Sam, Sam said, do I need to call security? You guys are losing your mind. Yeah, and then you had your boy before him. It was Lloyd Free. Lloyd Free. To world, set me free. He, free. Didn't, he, didn't, he didn't. That wasn't a shot he didn't like when yeah. he got the ball. That meant a shot that he didn't have to take. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mr. Original, let it fly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The fly is open, and you are not going to see the ball getting something in the layup exactly line. right. As far as that goes, but we get back to the National Football League. And speaking of birds trying to fly, that brings the Baltimore Ravens and mm. their inability to finish games in the fourth quarter. Third time it happened, yep. and they lost to the Cleveland Browns at the beginning of 24-9, 31-17 the fourth quarter. Why have they shown that pension that this could be very concerning not finishing games? Yeah, it's almost like they relaxed there, you know, and, and, and especially when they play at home because uh, they, they have a home field advantage. But it's, it's starting to become a pattern mm-hmm. uh, when you watch them play, you know, finishing the game. And you got to give, uh, you know, Cleveland a lot of credit. All of a sudden, Deshaun Watson looked like the Deshaun Watson that was in Houston Absolutely. the second half. I mean, he would, and he, and he kind of left the game. You thought he's hurt again. And then he comes back. You know, beware of the player that limps out of the game that comes back. <laughs> we seen that. Where's this one guy that did that? That guy number twenty three that used to play with the with the with the uh, the Bulls. Remember that Michael Jordan? Oh, that be, that'd be him. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he lead a game and he kind of limp off the field, and I go. Y'all in trouble now when he comes back. <laughs> it, was just, it was just that's what it was. And right. and you look at Deshaun Watson, I thought he was marvelous the second half. He kept that team in the game. No doubt. Now, obviously the turnovers obviously kept him in the game as well. And and going into this game, you have the number one ranked defense against the number two ranked defense, right? Points mm-hmm. allowed. I mean, mm-hmm. 
Cleveland was giving up only 13. Ravens giving up 17. And you look at the score, you said, this game got in the 30s. It did, yep. Right? Turnovers, just the way the game was being played, I think both offenses got tired of hearing about how good these defenses were. And Harry knows that. He's an offensive player. All week, coaches say, don't turn the ball over. You know, we just got to make first downs. And you're sitting there as an offensive player and say, what, does coach don't think we can score? Right? Yep. It became one of those games, you know, the last guy with the ball was going to win. And and that's kind of how it all played out. Mm. And, Coach, I, I gave a lot of credit to Kevin Stefanski mm. calling plays because yes. even though they got down double digits multiple times, yep. he never got away from the game plan. He never got away from the run. He continued to call his game, right? They didn't just say, let's get past happy and try to come back by throwing the football. Right. They stuck with the run with Jerome Ford and also Kareem Hunt. They got the ball to the tight ends. They got the ball to Amari Cooper yep. and also Elijah Moore. So from a coaching standpoint, let all the listeners know how sometimes it might be difficult when you're down double digits, but you know you must stick, stick to the game plan and don't go astray from it. Well, and when you don't do that, the players lose confidence. Because the game's not over yet. And you know, you know they got off to a lead. And you go, okay, we're all right. We'll, we'll just keep playing. And when you get away from that and you get into this other deal, the, the players sense, uh-oh, coach giving up. We got no chance, right? You, hmm. you stick to it, especially when you have the ability to run the ball. Because there's something about running the ball where there's some toughness. And all of a sudden, one of the backs runs into somebody and knocks them down. And all of a sudden, the sideline goes, woof. You know, and you get kind of excited about that, right? And then all of a sudden, it sets up the pass. It just, it just does because now defensively, you're going, oh, you know, they're running the ball. We got to stop them now. We get this guy in the box, and all of a sudden, now some lanes of the passing lane kind of open up, right? And if you watch the way they played, they were very methodical. And then their defense, interception, mm-hmm. touchdown, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The, that, that seven points, you're like, uh-oh, that's seven. Right. And then all of a sudden, the momentum changed the second half, and you went and watched him, and then – the Ravens started turning the ball over. Right. It's like, wow, this is interesting. Because I didn't think, to be quite honest, going into this week, I thought the Ravens were one of the better teams in football. So do we. Well, we do that every, every week. other week, guys. We did it with San Francisco early. <laughs> yep. Right? We crowned them, and then they lost three in a row. And we went, wow. And then they showed up yesterday, and Jacksonville didn't have a chance. They, they didn't have a chance. When they walked in the stadium, it was done. The game was over. Before they even went out in the warm-ups, the game was over. Yep. Right? I mean, so that's what makes the league so unique. Wow. Herm Edwards, always happy hours. Happy hours with Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, each and every Monday this time on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying with San Francisco. Yes. Because we talked about this last week after you were here. And I said, for them to be successful, they got to get back to who they are. That is a bullying defense. They mm-hmm. can be brutal. They can be cruel. They can be bloodthirsty. I call them bloodthirsty pirates. But I thought Jacksonville was ready, and San Francisco beat the ready out of them. What did you see? Early, too. When it got up 13-3, to I said, the game's over. It's over now. They got no shot. Because they want to play with a lead. They can punish you with the run game. Mm-hmm. It opens up the pass game. Debo's back. The left tackle's back. All of a sudden, they got a couple guys. You know, when I saw them, you know, my, we're privileged enough to go to games. And, and so the first time I saw this, I said, I thought I was like, am I seeing things? So <laughs> they come out of the warm in the pregame, and they got the jukebox on their head. And I'm like, what are they doing in the tunnel? And they're getting ready. And I went, uh-oh. And in Jacksonville, you saw in the head of Jude Box and had Debo leading them right with the big right. left tackle. Absolutely. I'm going, Trent them, Williams, yeah. them boys have no idea what they're getting ready to get into with these guys. <laughs> the Jude Box is working again. Right? And they came out there and it was like, okay, we've had a week rest. We're tired of this. And now we're going to play. And they were really good, man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they were good. They ran the ball 
They were physical on defense. They hit the quarterback 11 times, sacked him five times, took the ball away four times. Game's over. So, Coach, let me, let me say this about San Francisco yep. because this is what I want a lot of people to understand. And it's the same thing when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, right? We see that team the last two years didn't start out fast, mm. but they ended up making it to a Super Bowl and an AFC championship game. Well, for San Francisco, it's the same thing. In 2021, this team started 3-5 and five in their first eight games. Yep. Lost four in a row, Coach. Mm-hmm. That's right. End up making a NFC championship game. Last year... This team started three and four, lost two in a row, ended up getting hot, made an NFC championship game. So when everybody was panicking about this football team and losing three games in a row, see, everybody wasn't doing their homework. You see what I'm saying? They weren't going back and looking in the last few years of how this team – see, when injuries hit this football team, they're going to have that slide. But when this football team is healthy – they're the upper echelon of the National Football League, in my opinion. No, and you make a great point. And, you know, the thing that we, we, we lose sight of is this, is that any time you play on Sunday, it doesn't matter who you play. Don't, don't look at the record of the other team because okay. they're professional football players. Right. And we all think, well, these teams are going to go undefeated. There's only one team that really has one loss right now. It's Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, look, it could have – their record easily could have three losses right now. Mm-hmm. They've yep. gotten through some games, right? Eventually it'll hit them. It'll hit them. But the key is, once November hits, now what happens is you run out of games. And now the intensity of your team picks up, especially the teams that have a chance to win a division or the teams that know we can't win a division. Now we got to win a playoff spot. And the teams that know they can't do that. You can you can tell who those teams are too. It's going to change here by November. By by Turkey Day, okay, you're going to know. <laughs> it's going to be very evident who the 14 teams are, and there's going to be a couple guys right there. If I'm the I'm the I'm, I'm not the seventh team. I'm the eighth team or the ninth team. Right. Right. That's when it really gets good. Oh. Wow, always good when Herm Edwards is in studio, ESPN NFL analyst, always doing happy hours with Herman this time on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When I say C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, what do you say? Oh, he's the MVP. He's a rookie here. Uh, he's, he's been I, I, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how he does this. I mean, they got a rookie head coach. They got a rookie quarterback, and you kind of throw him out there. You go, okay, and you say, Houston, look, you look at that division, you go, okay, who's in the division? You go, okay. Trevor Lawrence got a heck of a head coach. They're a team with a lot of experience. You got three rookie quarterbacks in that division, right? You got one in Tennessee, Levis. Yeah. If Richardson would have stayed healthy, you got Richardson at, at the Colts. Right. And you got this guy, you know, uh, you know, CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, Jacksonville will win this division. Absolutely. Not so fast. <laughs> Not so fast. D'Amico Ryans has the blueprint of how to build a football team. He goes out and he goes, okay, we'll see. And every time they play, when you watch this quarterback, you go, first of all, they don't really have a run game. Right. They were fourth yeah. in the league passing with a rookie quarterback. Who's averaging 291 yards per game passing. And he's only ball. turned the ball over twice. And he's thrown 15 touchdowns. And the bigger the game, you're like, really? The Cincinnati <laughs> game, when he threw the interception, I went, ah, it's over. I kind of said, ah, you know. No, it's not over. He's just kept playing before you knew it. He's like, these guys are going to win this game. And when, when Boy dropped that ball, I went, yeah. You're kicking a field goal and you're leaving some time on the clock for this young guy? He's in Cincinnati. 
Joe Burrows, Joe Cool is sitting over there, and uh-huh. Joe Burrows knows, guess what? Talk dude, that noise, coach. This dude's getting ready to beat us. He went right down the field and got him in field goal range, kicked it, and went, okay, boys, let's leave. Let's go home. <laughs> Coach, that's that's why I think he's different, Coach. Oh, because he's different. on a on a whole nother level, he's different. Because the way I view uh, the way I view Joe Burrow is that he doesn't care who's on the opposing team exactly. sidelines, right. right? And he took a franchise that was in the dumps and said, you know what? I don't care. I they drafted me number one overall for a reason. Yes, we're gonna change this, yes. and that's what he did. Yes. Now C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Doing the things that he's doing right now to go to Cincinnati where Joe Burrow's home is. Where you won three in a row. And outplay him in that football game. And then when you get the ball last with a minute and something left, you go down and take him to do. And then you just did it with 40 seconds on the clock the previous week. Yeah. He has that clutch gene, in my opinion, coach. Well, he does. And you know what? When he got the ball, I started laughing. I said, he's going to win. Before they even snapped the ball, I said, he's going to win this game. Right. And you almost kind of knew it. It's just like, it's not too big for him. He processes information very well. Mm-hmm. He's accurate. The game is never too big for him. It's not too big. And guys, it's not going to change now. Right. I mean, they're into the season now. This is not like a two-game thing. This is who they are. I, I think in five weeks, they'll be leading this division. Really? That's what I That's believe. how much faith you have in uh, Yeah, Texans. I think so. I think Jacksonville's a good team, but I think they'll, they already beat them. I, they already beat Jacksonville, by the way. Because of the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and and I, and I and I believe them because I mean, when yeah. you look at their schedule, they have Arizona next. Okay. They have Jacksonville after that. Right. They have the Denver Broncos. They have the New York Jets. They have the Tennessee Titans. All of those games are before they have that showdown with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they're they're sitting in good shape. You know, I could wow. be dead wrong, but if where I watch them, they they play very consistent. There's no, there's no high and lows with him. They do. It's because of the quarterback. Yeah, and the coach, D'Amico yes. Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, he's just, he, he just, he just, he just, he doesn't say a whole lot. He just kind of goes out and play. They've taken on his personality. It's a tough football team. Can you imagine when they get a really good running attack? Because they want to be the 49ers. Yes, they do. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's building it like San Francisco was built. They're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, with, 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 with toughness and urgency. Not saying they don't run it now, mm-hmm. but it's like, Wait till this thing comes together. And he's got young coaches on his staff. He doesn't have like some old veteran coordinators and all that. He got young guys. The offensive coordinator is a rookie offensive coordinator. This is his first time calling plays. Uh, and, and, and I'll say this. If, I, if I'm D'Amico <laughs> Ryans, what I'm saying to my team right now, why not now? Why do we got to wait to a year or two before we set the tone of what we're going to be in the National Football League? Everything that we want to do is right in front of us. Why not now? Oh, oh, there's no doubt. I mean, with this quarterback? Yeah. I mean, you found your franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Alice, always happy hour with Herm each and every Monday around this time and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. How do you explain Joshua Dobbs and what he's done so far at the Minnesota Vikings in two weeks? Cashmere? Why, why do you call him Cashmere? Because he's smooth as Cashmere. <laughs> yes, he is. You seen his shades he had on, Coach, cashmere. when he went to the game? He had his little shades on. You don't know where he's going. He walked in the door and the guy said, who are you? He said, I'm Cashmere, man. Oh, you know, and it's funny because you know how, you know, like I don't have anything to Cashmere. And I told my wife, she said, why you call that man Cashmere? I said, honey, can I, can I touch your Cashmere sweater over there? She said, wash your hands first. I, I touched it. I said, I said honey, because he's smooth shit like this Cashmere, man. And she said, you can't call him cashmere. Yeah, I can call whatever I want. I'm on radio, television, it don't matter. And then, but, but it's kind of like, I don't, this is, this is the National Football League. Mm-hmm. This is not college or high school football. Right, exactly. It's like, 
He's gone out there. I didn't know he was as elusive as he was. When I watched him, he got away a couple times. You know, you know what he's doing? He knows, you know what? He's just playing free. Yeah. He's been disappointed. Mm-hmm. He's been at so many stops. Yep. And he's kind of been the gap guy, and then they get rid of him. Arizona had him, and the other guy comes back, and then he was fabulous yesterday, too. The yeah, Murray, Murray yeah. And they get rid of him. Now he's on the street, and all of a sudden, the guy, he's, well, we can bring him in there. He comes in there in Minnesota. He's the backup. He's the third string quarterback. And the guy gets hurt. He goes, hey, man, you got to go in there. I don't know the place. Just tell me. Okay, I go. They win. <laughs> and then he comes back this week and he wins again. It's like, this, this is the National Football League, man. And how he does it, it's like, he's pretty smooth. And you can see he's playing free. Mm-hmm. There's wow. something about, and Harry knows this, there comes a point in your career where you don't worry about the outside noises, yeah. you don't worry about how many teams you've been, you don't worry about getting cut, yeah. you just play free. You just say bleep it. And, you, and, it's, and it don't matter. Because he's like, what are they going to do to me? Cut me? I've been cut. I don't care. But you know what? He just keeps winning. And the team has bought into this guy. Right. So, I mean, it's just it's fun to watch. It really is fun to watch a guy that's gone through what he's gone through in his career as a quarterback and go, this dude's won two in a row, man, with the Minnesota Vikings. They're like the Vikings of last year who won 11 games, one-score games. Yep. They're doing the same thing again, right? Yep. It's, it's fun to watch, man. Coach, I'll tell you this, though. I think part of why he's able to have that success so quick with Minnesota, too, is that when you get traded from the Arizona Cardinals and you go to the Minnesota Vikings after you know Kirk Cousins has torn his Achilles, yes. you're saying to yourself, okay, they want me. Yes. They mm-hmm. they see me in a different light. Yes. They, they understand yeah. they have yeah. a chance to make the playoffs yeah. and they want me to come be a part of it. Uh-huh. And I think the head coach, Kevin O'Connell, just watching his mannerisms when he talks about Joshua Dobbs, yep. the way he embraced him when he came in, I think Dobbs sensed that as well. So, it's, it's easy for him to go in there, you know what, let me be myself. Yeah, and you do make a great point because Kevin was a quarterback. Yes. He was at San Diego State. Uh-huh. He played with my son. And he got passed over a lot. Yes. So he gets it. He's lived that life. He gets it. See, and it's something when you get it, when you understand. When you can look a player in the face and you go, hey, man, and the player knows what you've been through, he right. goes, I got it. And that's something about coaching. You can't give that to a coach. Yep. Either he's either walked it and lived it, and the player knows it. Players know the guys that have lived it. Okay, and and there's it's not saying they don't respect all the coaches they do, but when you lived it, it's a different respect. It, though. It's just it's a, a whole different level, right? Yeah, you know, look, like at, look used, at the, look at the Raiders. Yes, It's just getting ready to. I, I remember like so you know you you play and, and then you start coaching, and I can remember walking in the room and talking to the DBs. And I was a DB coach, right? And you walk in there. And as soon as you say, hey, man, this ain't a suggestion. And they go, we got you. Mm-hmm. And they just trust you. Right. We're going to do it this way. And they go, there, there's no, they don't even ask you a question. Say, how you want to do it, coach? We're going to do it this way. And they go, got it. So we got you, coach. Wow. There's, there's no, they don't ask you. They go, he know. He been out there his whole, he, li- he lived on that corner for 10 years. He been out there his whole life. He know. Just mm-hmm. listen to this dude. So it's just, but you've earned that. Right. See, that's, that's something earned. Yep. Because of what you did on the grass, not not because you, you played on the grass. You like you and you know how they feel, man. When things happen, you go, hmm, okay. I had that feeling. I I, I can address it. Right. Right. I can address it. Yeah. Real quick, how much of that affect coaches not named Bill Belichick in mm-hmm. the NFL? Because Belichick has been able to get away with that, but 
he didn't play on the grass in the NFL, but right. he's, he's just a different dude. How does that mentality by not being there has really affected guys after Belichick who tried to employ the Belichick way and outside of Bill O'Brien at Penn State and with the Texans, it really hasn't worked. Well, and, and what's happened now, there's a different athlete. See, I grew up in an era you couldn't ask why. Nope, you just you had to do it. You were threatening authority. Right. Now. You can negotiate. No, you no negotiation. You better tell them why first. Yes. The, the, the why comes. I always tell coaches this. You can't give them correction. You give them direction. <laughs> I love that. Don't say yeah. I'm correct. No, I'm giving you some direction, man. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to take you down this road, brother. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a map to where you want to go. It's direction, not correction. As soon as you say correction, they look at you like, man, what are you talking about, coach? No, no, no. I'm giving you direction, bro. I'm trying to get you. I know you're running out of gas. I'm trying to get you the gas. You go over here. Like, wow. It's correction. There's no more direction, man. You can't correct them anymore. Give them some direction where they want to go because they want to be successful. I've never, I've always said this. I've never seen a player mm-hmm. in any sport walk on that field and want to play bad. They don't want to play bad, man. You ain't never lie about that. They do wow. not want to play bad. Wow. I'm telling you. I say that as a former player. Mm-hmm. You walk on that grass, you're going, hey, man, I ain't coming out here to play bad. Exactly. Things happen. And how do you give them direction when it's – when something negative happens to him, you got to give him, don't give him correction, give him right. some direction. Wow. Because they want answers. Wow. That's why it's one of our favorite segments each and every week. We call it Happy Hour with Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. He always stops by with this because so far we found out about his previous dating life in California. Oh, boy. That he loved to play basketball when he was in Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. Eagles. Who knows who we're getting next week this time? But it's always entertaining, always enlightening, and always informative. Hey, Herm, always great to see you, my friend. My Thank pleasure. you so much. God bless uh, you both. God Thank bless you, you too, man. Thanks, uh, Coach. He's one of our favorites, favorites of all time. He is Herm Edwards, ESPN. Well, hold on, NFL Coach, analyst. before you go. Uh oh. Harry's got one Tell more thing coach, for you. But before you go, oh, Coach, okay. I. Uh, I was texting Tony. I was texting. I'm gonna hit him right now. Yeah, he said he's texting. Who are you texting your brother? I was texting Tony? one. No, one of your former players uh, recently, here? Tony Gonzalez. Oh. I was texting him the other day, man. Okay, Tony, that made, he's the best. You, you talk about your coaching, man. It made me me think of Tony. How many years you coached Tony? Yeah, and it was fun too, man. And yeah. and you know, I, I told a rookie. We had a rookie quarterback, and I said, "Look, I said, here's the deal. Now, I said, coach is gonna call the play. I said, when Tony Gonzalez walks you in that huddle, you throw it to him." <laughs> I said, just go to him. I said, I ain't the OC. I'm the head coach. But when he tells you he's open, I don't care if there's three guys around him. Just throw it to him. Because he's going to catch he it. Gonna no catch matter it, what. man. Right. He's going to catch the ball. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about anybody else. Just throw right. it to him. And if anybody has a problem with it, send them to you. And you're good. Herm, thank you so much. All right, brothers. Oh, my goodness. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL Amps. We do it each and every Monday around this time. Happy hours with Herm. Always great to have him join us here in studio on Freddie and Harry with Harry Dogs. I'm Freddie Coleman. And speaking of correction and direction, that's going to apply with a member of our staff who is ready to risk it all, and he may need both when it comes to correction and direction. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell you, you're a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Believe me, when you hear this, you're going to say, what is wrong with them every afternoon between 3 and 7? We're not going to mention this person's name, Devin Kane, and one of our producers. <laughs> He's about to have an issue. And it's yeah, right. led to this question, and we want to hear from you in the Dr. Pepper call line because you might need Dr. Pepper after this at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. What's the most foul food-related thing someone did at work? For example, they might do something and then it didn't land well or it smelled awful. What's the most foul food-related thing somebody did at work? Let us know now at 888-729-3776. How do we get here? It's because, like I said, someone who's our main name was Devin King, one of our producers, who decided to put his health at risk. So, Devin, how, how did you do this? I mean, listen. You're already sweating right now. Our wonderful cafeteria, <laughs> mm-hmm. they have great options for us every single day. Yes, they do. I was perusing the menu. One of them was paneer cheese. Okay. In a curried spinach sauce oh, Lord. with fresh naan bread. Oh boy! It looked good. It was good, oh. but I just don't know. <laughs> you got two hours left on your shift. Yeah, Sam. with two hours left, I don't left, think you're gonna make it. Yeah. With two hours left, I'm just not sure it was wise. Sam, I literally, laughing. as I was walking out I of the door, him to Sam, Sam literally said, "Don't do it." I looked at him. I backed out the door. I was just smiling. <laughs> hey, hey, Harry. Hey, Harry I, told, I said, reconsider. Read some litter. Objection. Noted. Move to reconsider. Sam, Sam was shouting down the hallway, just get the chicken wrap. <laughs> I had two words for you. Grilled cheese. It may be binding, but it'd be better than what you might be able to go through. Listen, we're, we might have to check in a little later, but I'm, all right now I'm doing okay. I told him just eat it in the bathroom. Just skip the middleman. Oh, just see, eat really? it right oh, in the bathroom. Uh, Sam Pierce, that'll be fine. So, so, so should, <laughs> did, why didn't you go get some Tums or something? Dum, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you good right now. Famous, stomach, famous iron stomach. Words. Iron will, be, iron stomach. It could be an issue though later. I don't think we have to wait too long. <laughs> I mean, it could, everything could. I don't think we'll have to wait too long. I, I might actually have this issue tomorrow because I, I oh, am God. lactose intolerant. Okay. Tonight, you wouldn't have done well with this. Tonight, I, I'm eating ice cream. I just have the taste for ice cream tonight. Okay. What kind, of, I, what kind of ice cream are we getting? 
So my wife got some ice cream sandwiches in the freezer. She bought there from my son. So how I made it seem because okay. she she likes to get on me when I want ice cream because she know it's gonna be an issue. Pause. You know it's gonna be an issue. So she was like, "Well, you, I don't think you should eat the ice cream." I was like, "You know, but my son, he's had a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably wants ice cream sandwich. His daddy want to eat ice cream sandwich with him." So you're taking one for the team, literally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Literally oh, taking yeah. one for the team. Oh yeah. It's all right. He's got like seven bathrooms he can choose to go to. <laughs> He but might use the, all of them. But here's the thing. My wife wished that I won't use ours. Exactly. All the ones in the house. Yeah. She, she don't want me using ours. Go elsewhere. I'm, I'm with Mrs. Douglas on this one. Take your business elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Literally take your business Isn't elsewhere. Isn't that something? Yeah, exactly. How, how I'm going to be the king in here? I can't yeah. even use my own bathroom. Yeah, you can be the king on a different throne as far as your wife is concerned. <laughs> Kelly in Illinois, 888-729-377 says, Kelly, what's the most foul food related thing someone did at work, my friend? Well, I'm going to tell you. First of all, I love you guys. Two o'clock can never come soon enough. I love you guys. Thank you, Kelly. So I had this gal that I worked with that was a health nut, and she would make curry chicken. Oh, dear God. Do you have to use the whole bottle of curry? It was the color of a slipping sunset. To this day, I hate curry. And it would stink up the whole (laughs) upstairs of our office. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That That could almost be a fireable offense. I'm not a big fan of curry. Yeah, me neither am I. Yeah, neither like, am I. Like the smell, the smell gets to yeah, me. The smell doesn't bother me if it's a little bit of curry powder because my wife and my mom will put it in chicken, mm-hmm. and I'm not like a stewed chicken fan, but I'll eat that if a little bit of curry powder is in it. Other than that, I'm with you. Sometimes I'm thinking, ah, that, that needs to be somebody else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Josh in Ohio, what's the most foul food related thing someone did at your place of employment? I got a coworker. I'm a teacher. You know, it's hard. We work hard. But I got a coworker who technically boils glizzies, hot dogs, in the microwave and eat them right there. So you put the water in there, put the hot dog in there, boils the hot dog, eat it right then and there. I don't know how he do it, but that's the most disgusting thing ever. What? No, no, no. Hot I'm dogs. not eating no boiled hot dog. He, he should neither. be tried. He really should. He, he, should. he needs to go to court yeah, that, for that. And not a kangaroo court either. Send him to trial. Yeah. Take him to trial. Don't even take him to trial. Guilty. Boom. Open the shut case, <laughs> Johnson. Boil hot dogs in a microwave. In a microwave. At, at the work microwave. Number, yeah. if, if you do it at home, it's still an issue. Yeah. But you doing that at work. Exactly. Speaking of doing something at work, Jezreel Santos hit us on Twitter at HDouglas83 and at Coleman ESPN. We're asking the question, what, what's the most foul food related thing someone did at work? He said, we had a coworker who microwaved days-old fish. Fire this man, please. <laughs> exactly. Re- come, Michael, n- mm, Those are the kind of people, that, that's why we can't have Thanksgiving. This is why. Microwaving days-old fish in the microwave at work. Are you crazy? Goodness. Phil in North Carolina, what's the most foul food-related thing someone did at work? Philly Phil. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, snap. I can hear me. I got you. Barely, though. You're underwater a little bit. Okay. I had I had the whole staff come running to my office say, you got to go to the break room. This guy had heated up a cold soup that smelled like a carcass that had been laying on the for a month. Oh, you got to send him home. Fish head soup. Fish head soup. That's what he you said. Gotta, you got to send him home. Mm-mm. You got to sit him home and, and deduct his pay. <laughs> he got to go home. 
<laughs> make it financially. Oh yeah, yeah. Make yeah. it financially hurt. Conduct detrimental to the workplace. <laughs> you got to send him home and deduct his pay. Why would someone think that that's a good idea? Seriously. That's, that's really a, that's not a, caring about your coworkers. A, that's a horrible idea. Yeah, that's a, 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 to the twenty fifth power as far as that goes. Leon in Washington D.C. What's the most foul food related thing someone did at work? My disloyal inbred backwoods coworker had the audacity to make egg salad and cod. I threw his food out. Oh my goodness! Did someone pass gas in here? It stinks. Egg salad and cod. The only thing that would have been worse than that would have been egg salad and sardines. Oh, just boiled eggs, period. Not for you? Oh, I love boiled eggs, but you yeah. can't make – that's something that you have to make, make it, it like home. home. Right. Like you can't do that everywhere. Yeah, yeah like people, people make deviled eggs. They make the deviled eggs at home and they cut them up. Exactly. Bring them in cold and then everybody's happy. Some paprika on top of it, then you're good to go as far as that goes. Yep. Sandra Pierce, one of our producers, got something. What you got? See, here's, here. this was our problem with Dev because okay. before Dev, right. I brought in a tuna sandwich to work. Okay. I opened it and I said, "You know what? Uh-huh. I'm not going to eat it in here. Right, you it's too you, fishy. You, you thought I don't want to smell it." Workers, Dev goes and literally brings in this big old platter and it immediately smells up the whole studio. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> that's the etiquette we're no, no, talking about. Listen, I'm on the ones and twos. I can't leave. He about to be on the <laughs> threes and fours, threes and fours. <laughs> yes, or just yes, the two are. specifically. You, you might be on up. the five and sixes too. <laughs> Stomach grumbling. <laughs> Started to percolate a little bit over there. <laughs> Maybe Mario on Twitter. That, yeah, that boy needs some emodium. Yeah, he, gonna need, he may need help. Let's put it that way. Maybe Mario on Twitter. Coleman ESPN, HDOX A3 says, co-worker reheated chitterlings. That's oh, it. no, that's no, the pose. no. That's awful. That is, ugh. I don't mind hog moths, but I'm not reheating that at work. What? Yeah. Hog moths. Yeah, hog moths. Pig feet. Yeah, <laughs> not, I'm not a pig feet fan. No. <laughs> That's something that, where pigs have been too? Uh-uh. No, thank you. There ain't no way in hell. Someone said, I got pig feet. You're leaving my house. And you bring that to my house. There ain't no freaking way. Clyde in Nashville. What's the most foul food related thing someone did at work? 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we had a buddy that I worked with that was technologically challenged. Uh-oh. He went down to the convenience store, bought a Jiffy Pop popcorn, tried to pop it in the microwave. Not only did he burn the popcorn, he set the microwave on fire. So you had burned popcorn, burned electrical, 
burnt plastic, and he blew out every circuit in our building. Did he keep his job? I've ever seen. Did he keep his job, Clyde? He did, but he was not allowed to use the microwave anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Don't those little popcorn things, aren't those aluminum? Yes, they are. Yeah, like you're he doesn't to, know yeah, you can't yeah, put yeah, that in the microwave. You can't. You're not supposed. You're supposed to do it over the the flame yeah, on the stove, the stove and let it pop up with the aluminum. Oh wow! God, we gotta send him back to school too. SOS stuck on stupid. One last one from Phil in California. Phil, what's the most foul food? What's the most foul food related thing someone did at work? Oh my God! A hot summer day. Oh, my no. boy brought in some fresh kimchi. Oh my god! I had I just went and ate in my truck on a hot summer day. It was foul. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not good. No, mm, that's not good at the, all. The worst part about hearing that and feeling California thing would call because then it gets you in your head, and then the smell you can smell that. At least I can. <laughs> that's the worst part about stuff like that. Every time you breathe, you smell it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, just like a horror movie that you just can't wake up from. As far as that goes, you did not get through in the phone. Let us know on Twitter because Harry's just dying laughing at these stories. So am I at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83. What's the most foul food related thing someone did at work? Hit us up on Twitter. Enter the chat at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on Freddie and Harry. So when it comes to foul things, if the Mac Jones era slash era is now over New England, when could we say the same thing about his head coach? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is the Reggae Monday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 8 tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And progressive.com. So, uh, Pages quarterback, Mac Jones, how you feeling? Yeah, they just told me I was out of the game, so I, I wasn't playing very good. So, uh, I got taken out of the game uh, before the two-minute drive at the end of the game. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what it was. The look on his face. I felt <laughs> bad for him seeing that after what happened, losing overseas 10-6. to He throws that end zone, an awful pass that the Colts picked off. They were able to see Bailey Zappi get in the game. He threw a pick to end the game. So we know that era, E-R-A and error, E-R-R-O-R, when it comes to Mac Jones, that seems to be the final right there. No more. That's it. Done. Feeney, Bailey Zappi, and then next you have a different quarterback. I'm not sure we can say the same thing about his head coach, but I will say, Harry, that Belichick's definitely a lot more thin ice than maybe even he wants to own up to or even admit. Yeah, I'll say, you know, Mac Jones had some bad plays in that game, and that interception that he threw towards the end that should have been an easy touchdown throw. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand being upset. Now, here's my take on it. Now, we just seen Mac Jones be able to lead a game-winning drive versus the Buffalo Bills, absolutely, and be able to win that game. Yep. So. For him to just say at that moment, hey, you're done, and for Bailey Zappi to come in, who's cold as hell, and to give the ball to Bailey Zappi mm. is insane to me. Mm. And and I don't think that was, to be honest, I don't think it was the proper decision for Bill Belichick to make at that time. Why do why you believe that? Because you just had a quarterback 
not too long ago, Freddie, as, as I just mentioned, mm-hmm. that led you to a touchdown drive versus a decent Buffalo Bills team Absolutely. that allowed you to win the football game. So even though he threw that interception and the, he didn't play his best, why would you go to Bailey Zappi, who's been sitting down the entire game, to think that he was going to be able to lead you to a touchdown drive? Well, Bill Belichick, Harry Douglas asked a question. Billy B, explain yourself. Bill, just ahead of the bye week and going into the Giants, we've seen you bench back to this afternoon. Is this the future of back to the business, or are we seeing the train again? Yeah, we'll worry about next week, next week. The game just finished like a half hour ago. Bill, what made Billy Zappi the best option after that? Yeah, I just thought it was time for a change. Bill, was any of that related to injury? Yeah, uh, look. I made the decision. That's what it was. And we'll deal with it next week, next week. Bill, do you still have faith in Mac Jones as your quarterback? I have faith in all our players. <laughs> oh. So, 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 so what he's saying mm-hmm. is that he made that decision. I just don't think it was a good, the right decision at that mm-hmm. time. So after that game um, – we don't know how it would have played out, right? If Mac Jones was the quarterback, he's the one who played the entire game. If he would have had an opportunity to redeem himself, we don't know how it would have played out at the end, right? Right. Uh, even though you needed a touchdown, he helped you get down there before he threw that interception. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, if you wanted to change your quarterback after that game was over, right? then I'm okay with that decision. Sure. But, but to do it at that time frame uh-huh. in the football game, I don't agree with that. This is what happens when you've had success being like that and now you don't know how to do it and you don't know how to coach the modern player when it comes to Belichick in New England. He was able to get away with being that cold, impersonal, all about the team, what's best for the team, meaning what's best for him as a coach. How many times have we seen him move on from players before he, be- he believed their due date was going to cost this team. Chad Brown, when he fills in for you on Thursdays when you're traveling to college game day, he talked about Bill Belichick cut him when Bill Belichick was eating grapes. He didn't even have the courtesy to cut somebody and not look up from his meal. So feeling sorry for Bill Belichick, eh, you can miss me with that one as far he, as that goes. He yeah, seriously. He cut the man while he was eating. Chad Brown was summoned and he was That's in so the cafeteria and Bill Belichick, he said, was eating grapes and cut Chad Brown when he's a member of the New England Patriots. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that he made that decision right then and there because he's never given a blank about players. A minute and 52 seconds to go in the game, and you're going to tell Bailey Zappi, hey, come in the game cold as hell and try to take us down and win it. And win it. Exactly, because he doesn't give a bleep. He's never given a bleep about players unless like if, you can do something for him. So you want to know what I, what I thought to myself when Bill Belichick did that? I said to myself, dang, is he, does he want to be let go from his head coaching duties? Hmm. He looked like he didn't want to be there in the second yeah. half. Just some of the face reactions on the sidelines. And Bill Belichick's a lot of things. Uh, having a poker face, he's never been that dude. When it comes to the National Football League on Sunday, we called it Put Up or Shut Up Weekend. Who did one or the other? We'll get that next from Freddie and Harry because we always put up. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.